You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 96. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. I hope you're doing well. If you're listening in real time, well, then this is being posted uh, on the month of August in 2022, which means that I am just eight days away from my due date with little Stetson Ray. For those who don't know, or if you're new around here, uh, I'm pregnant currently, as of today, 39 weeks to be exact, and obviously I'm pre-recording this, so assuming I've not gone into labor yet, I'm still very, very pregnant. <laughs> and life, as I know it, is about to change in a big, crazy way, and I'm so excited and so nervous. All at the same time, there's just so many things that are going to be happening and changing and I've been working so hard to like get everything done and it just feels like there's not enough time in the day. Uh, mamas, I salute you. I don't know how you do this. This is kind of insane. Um, and something they never tell you when you decide to start a business is just how hard it can be to live a normal life. Like everyone keeps asking me when I go on maternity leave and how long it's going to be and all the things. And honestly, I really don't know how to answer those questions because on one hand, I could technically start whenever I want to. And that's the beauty of being your own boss. But on the other hand, as someone with a small business and no employees, taking time off means my income takes a hit. And sure, we have my husband's income to rely on and we are just so grateful for that. But it is really weird to think about just putting the business on hold for a while and maybe it's because I love what I do and I genuinely have fun working but not having any kind of paid maternity leave could be really stressful at times and if there's one thing that I've noticed with my business it's that things really slow down when I take time off and stop showing up online so I'm doing my very best to get ahead as much as I possibly can so hopefully you don't experience too much of my absence because serving you is still one of my biggest priorities and that kind of leads me into what we're actually going to be talking about today on this episode I'm literally going to be creating a content calendar with you like right now and here's why I know for a lot of people the idea of content calendar kind of freaks them out or it might seem a little off-putting. Usually it's because either it seems like too big or daunting of a task, but mostly it seems like people think it makes them less authentic or that if they're scheduling out content a month or more in advance, like it just, it seems like it can be not like you're not true to yourself you're not being real or or something along those lines um and trust me i get it i used to feel that way too but the truth is that like that's come into light for me is that in reality creating a content calendar has actually allowed me to have more flexibility in the content that i'm producing and not less and that's because i've already taken the time to plan specifics that lead me towards a bigger goal intentionally and in all of the seams and cracks i can fill it in with real-time events and life happenings so if you're on the edge still wondering if i'm like full of baloney or not when it comes to all this content mumbo jumbo that i've been talking about lately I highly encourage you to keep on listening and even bust out a pen and paper if you're able to and try it out for yourself I would probably bet to say that once you're able to really get into a flow of creating a calendar for your content you're gonna feel so much more free as an individual and a business owner you're no longer going to have to be working in your business 24 7 creating new content every single day and that is a beautiful thing if you ask me so are you ready to walk away from this episode ready to create the content calendar for at least the next three months? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. 
Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod, and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. There's a good chance that if you've been around here before, you've heard me talk about HoneyBook, but never like this. Right now, you can get the ultimate tool that I use for my business for only $1 per month for your first eight months. That's $8 for eight months to have access to all the features that keep my business up and running. After the eight months is up, you can choose to get on a monthly subscription or an annual one or cancel entirely if it's not your cup of tea. HoneyBook is perfect for any small service-based businesses as it is the all-in-one solution to everything you could possibly need. Keep everything from client communication to documents, payments, scheduling, and more all in one easy organized place. Personally, I love that HoneyBook has contract templates ready to use as well as email templates, questionnaires, and brochures. They even have free account migration so that if you've been sending out these things in another way, they will set up your account with your current documents for free. And did I mention that you can get paid through HoneyBook? This was such a game changer for me because now I can put clients on payment plans and track them all in one place. And if someone is late on a payment, HoneyBook sends them a reminder email automatically automatically for me. So I can skip the awkward, where's my money email. Introverts, I know you feel me on that one. To give HoneyBook a try for only $1 per month, head over to sarahelrod.com slash HoneyBook and click the link. This is a business resource you are going to wish you had sooner. Do you ever wish that you could just have your next month's worth of content planned out for you, or at least have some help making a plan that is actually strategy-based and not just throwing a noodle at the wall and hoping it sticks? I feel ya. One of the hardest things for so many business owners and brands is coming up with content ideas that get them noticed or generate new leads. Well, you're in luck, my friend, because I am here to help. I know what it feels like to be in that creative rut of not knowing what to post, running out of ideas, constantly and just trying to keep up with this crazy content-based market. So with that, I created a brand new freebie that will help you not only create an actionable plan for the next month, but I'm also giving you 30 days worth of content ideas totally free. This guide walks you through the exact thought process that I use when planning out my own monthly content, including an example as well as so many other kinds of tips and tricks to make your life a million times easier and to make your content more intentional. To get your hands on this totally free guide, head on over to sarahelrod.com slash 30 days of content, or you can click the link in the show notes. So a lot of people shy away from creating content calendars because they have a hard time coming up with so many different content ideas. You might be nodding along saying, yep, Sarah, that is me. But I want you to think about how nice it would be to be able to choose from a vault of pre-made content or know exactly what you're going to be talking about on any given day instead of waking up, staring at a blank cursor, getting frustrated, and then giving up, or just slapping a piece of content out into the world for the sake of posting with no greater purpose in mind. There is a time and place for those random moments, sure, but as a general rule, we want our content to be working for us, not against us. So let's talk about how we can plan for things weeks, months, even a year ahead and create content that supports it. 
So first things first, we are going to look at your year at a glance. Now, I typically like to do this towards the end of the year when I'm planning for the next year ahead. So depending on when you're listening to this could depend on how far in advance you're looking. But whatever month that it may be, let's look at the rest of the year. Maybe that's only one month away or maybe it's six months away. It really doesn't matter too much because we're just going to be looking at it from a glance. And that's because life is forever changing. And I don't know about you, but planning content for an entire year in advance would be a little stressful to me. So instead of going that route, I just want to think about my year as a whole and what kinds of things that I want to launch in that year. So what promotions am I going to offer that year? Will I offer any new packages? Do I want to add anything new into my current business? Again, this is the only, it's only at a glance. And as a general like idea, it is okay for this to change down the road. Um, but this will help you start to map things out better as we're going to dive deeper and deeper into the details. So for example, as a wedding photographer, I always looked at my year and knew a few things to be true. November through February is engagement season, AKA when the most proposals are happening, and May to October was wedding season. So with that information, I knew that I was likely gonna be slammed in the month of May and October, because those always seem to be my busiest months. And during the holiday season, like right after Valentine's Day, was when I would go really hard into promoting wedding content because so many couples would be looking to book their wedding vendors in the months of March and April. And then number two is to break down your entire year into four quarters. So once I kind of knew what my year as a whole was going to look like, then I would break it down into four quarters. Quarter one is January to March. Quarter two is April to June. Quarter three is July to September. And quarter four is October to December. And for each quarter, I would set goals and milestones that I wanted to achieve based on my year at a glance. These goals can be whatever you want, everything from finances to social media milestones, new offers, etc. And let's say you wanted to make six figures in a year. Well, if you break that down, that means you would have to make approximately $25,000 each quarter. And then you can break that down into months, weeks, even days if you really wanted to. I often find that the more you break something down, the less intimidating it feels to achieve. Or maybe you want to book and photograph 25 weddings next year. That's roughly two weddings each month or six weddings each quarter. Keeping in mind that booking season typically falls right after the holidays are over. So quarter one and quarter two will likely have a heavy focus on wedding planning tips for new brides-to-be and generating new leads. Then when you step into quarter three, where you might be in the thick of a current wedding season, you're probably going to be more focused on serving your current clients and not trying to sell to new ones quite as much. So use that as a time to get a lot of behind the scenes content, a killer client experience for those who've already said yes to you, and your main focus may be word of mouth marketing at that time, aka your clients do all the marketing for you. So let's go into a different example for different kinds of businesses. Let's say you are a boutique owner and you know that by looking at your year in a glance, there's going to be a lot of different promotions likely happening throughout the year. 
the winter holidays, summertime, you know, Labor Day, Memorial Day, um, Valentine's Day, just basically all the holidays we have throughout the year, right? And for this type of business, it's going to be crucial to have a heavy focus on leading up to the next sale or promotion without overwhelming customers. And the last thing that you want to be is the shop that's always shouting some kind of new deal so instead you want to try to be more intentional and choose certain ones that really connect the most with your business or your brand and then still be promoting the ones in between the different holidays that are happening throughout the year but if you don't necessarily want to post a sale for each one that doesn't mean you still can't promote it Um, you can have you know, like fun promotions happening for Mother's Day, but you don't have to necessarily offer a sale. You can just post Mother's Day content and promote your business for Mother's Day without actually discounting your packages or your business or your products or whatever. You do not have to lower your prices for every single occasion. You just have to adjust your message. So once you have quarterly goals written out and a more specific idea of what you want to achieve in those three month spans, then from there, it's time to focus on the content that is going to get you to achieve those goals. So number three is to plan out monthly content. And personally, I would only focus on creating a calendar for like one quarter at a time. Again, you don't want to plan out all the content for all four quarters and then have some drastic change occur and have it all go out the door. Usually by the second or third month of the quarter is when I would start to plan and create for the next quarter ahead. There are a few things to consider when it does come to planning out your monthly content. First, you're going to want to be thinking about your content pillars, your overall goal for the quarter, and how you are going to lead your audience closer to that goal. I like to open up a blank sheet of paper or a Google document of some kind and at the top write down my goal. If my goal as a business owner is to sell 100 of my handcrafted coffee mugs each quarter, then I will create a huge dump list of content ideas that I think will help show people why they should buy those coffee mugs. Let's just brain dump a few ideas for this right now. So write down your content pillars and below each one, just start listing whatever comes to your brain that could be content related to that category. So I'll list a few general ideas off the top of my head, like sharing testimonials from people who already have and use your coffee mugs, you know, that's social proof, which is like really valuable and important. Uh, You could show a behind the scenes process of you making the coffee mugs. You could create coffee content in general, like recipes, fun coffee drink ideas to make at home. You could have content that reflects the ideal customer that you're trying to reach. You have to have a good idea of knowing who it is that you're trying to get your content to reach. Saying you want to sell your coffee mugs to anybody and everybody is not going to be specific enough. What kind of person are they? Do you sell like florally, cutesy, aesthetic, girly coffee mugs? Your content is likely going to reflect that and be all about the things like cute stationery, college, or like young adult lifestyle, things that are very modern, youthful, and fun versus a company like Yeti trying to sell their coffee mugs will have a much different approach. Their content is going to be more reflected towards the outdoors, nature, sports, like manly, you know, things like that. Um, 
for this example, I have the content pillars being one, the actual business and coffee mugs themselves. So AKA the behind the scenes kind of content approach. Number two, the coffee aesthetic as a whole. So recipe content, relatable videos about people who drink coffee. You know, you could have fun with that and just do like little skits about people that drink coffee and and make it kind of fun. Um, Number three would be like college students, let's say, assuming your ideal market is girls or women between the ages of like 18 to 25. So before you start plugging things into certain days, having just a master list of content is really helpful because you have something to refer back to. Working backwards when it comes to content planning can be really, really helpful. Remember that people are so much more likely to purchase something if they like, know, and trust you. And the only way that you are going to generate those feelings for them is by serving them free content 90% of the time and only directly selling to them about 10% of the time. A huge setback for so many business owners is they do not have the patience for that natural flow that this process creates. And sure, you may not make a bunch of money right out the gate by doing this, but what you are able to do is create and solidify your brand, which establishes a relationship with your ideal customers, which then turns them into raving fans and that continue these people will continue to purchase from you down the road and also tell all their friends about you. Your content pillars are what is going to help you build that connection. So talking about your actual business and coffee mugs, aside from directly selling them, shows people the product quality and the processes that go into each coffee mug, which makes it appear more valuable and that builds trust. Creating coffee-related content, such as like recipes and age-specific content that makes you seem like a real person, you're going to come off more relatable and that helps people like and know you. If you've ever wanted to know what business tools I use on a daily basis or what gear I'm using or even where I got that new outfit from, you should check out my favorite things. Yep, I created an entire page on my website dedicated to letting you know all the things I love in my life, my business, and more. This is truly a place where I've listed off the best resources for entrepreneurs, mamas, and Western ladies. I've included links also to make sure that you can get what you need quick, fast, and in a hurry. Check out what's in my camera bag, cowboy boots I'm obsessing over, Western home decor, photo shoot emergency kit items, business tools, freebies, and so much more. Just head to sarahelrod.com slash favorite things. That's sarahelrod.com slash favorite things, or click the link in the show notes. Number five is to determine your posting schedule. So now that we have these foundational steps, a master list of content ideas, how do we tie this all together? First, you need to determine your posting schedule. How often can you realistically post content consistently? If five days per week is too much for you, do not make that your goal. Something is better than nothing. So if you can start small, get into some kind of routine or groove, and then add on from there, that is a much better plan than trying to do it all too much all at once. So let's say your plan is to post three days per week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And since you have three content pillars, you want to assign a content pillar to each day of the week. So Monday could be 
coffee aesthetic. Wednesday is going to be college girl vibes. And then Friday is going to be actually talking about your business. Now that you have a category assigned to the day of the week, you can go ahead and go to your master list that you created earlier and assign it to that particular day for that week. So most months have about four weeks on average, we'll say which means if you're posting three times each week, that is 12 pieces of content you need to create for each month. You could easily batch work on those over the course of a couple days and have an entire month's worth of content done and ready to go. And that's literally how this podcast episode came to be. I spent one day planning out the content for the month of August, one day writing out all the copy for each episode and key points I wanted to touch on, and then another day actually creating the content and recording the episode. Episodes. So what's the best place to manage a content calendar? We've gone over how to break down your year into quarters, months, and even weeks, creating a posting schedule and serving over selling, but what is the most efficient way to organize all of this content? There is no one-size-fits-all since everyone processes things a little bit differently and has different needs depending on the type of content, the size of their business, and so on. But I will list off a few ways that I've created content calendars in the past. First would be the good old pen and paper. No shame in this game. I love to write things down and visualize things, and I still do this method quite often. However, I did find it to be a bit of a struggle when it came to taking my work on the go. I was now having to carry around a notebook everywhere I went to remember what content was supposed to be posted and when. Then I started using Google Sheets and Google Docs. I actually still do this to a point in the same way that I used my pen and paper, just in digital format. So this is the platform that I use for creating a quick spreadsheet to plug in my different content ideas into each day so that I have a really good idea at a glance of what is going to get posted on each day of the month. But the real game changer for my content has been Trello. This is the platform that I use to plan, organize, and keep track of all of my content. The best part is that it is free. And no, Trello did not sponsor this episode, although that would be pretty great if they did because I'm kind of obsessed. Trello allows me to assign pieces of content to certain days, attach images and graphics for each post, write descriptions, and create checklists. So I can know what piece of content is happening on what day as well as what needs to be done before I can hit publish. Over on my YouTube channel is actually a video that walks you through how I use Trello to create a content calendar. Yes, I have a YouTube channel in case you didn't know, go subscribe. Uh, I will link that video in the show notes if you want to check that out. When it comes to creating a content calendar, there's really no right or wrong way to do it. The most important thing is that it helps you create some kind of plan to keep you accountable and consistent because once you're able to achieve those two things, your business is going to flourish. I would love to know your thoughts on content calendars, what you're using, if you have a method that you really enjoy, or if you're going to be trying out any of the things that I discussed in this episode, go ahead and let me know over on the latest post on Instagram at Brandy Cowgirl Podcast on IG. Go follow and hang out with us there. 
Also, something new that I am so excited to be offering is sponsorships for the show. You can now sponsor an episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast and have a custom ad run at the beginning or in the middle of the show. And for all the information on how to promote your business with BCP, send me an email directly at hello at sarahelrod.com with the subject line being sponsor BCP, and I will answer any questions that you may have. Well, I think that's all I have for now. As always, I'm so glad to have you here and for your support. You are turning this show, you are turning this show into my dreams. By tuning into this show is what I meant to say. You are helping me achieve my dreams and helping them come true one day at a time. And I'm just so grateful to be here and to help you guys and to serve you. Um, So thank you for that. Love that so much for us. Um, And I will chat with you guys in the next one. Bye, friend. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.